0: here we go we're getting started we're getting started this is not like your typical session okay we plan on having fun in here so i need y'all to get ready to make some noise all right there we go i hope y'all are having a good afternoon my name's tiara mccray and i am the young professionals committee chair and i'm really excited to be here with you guys i hope you guys are excited to be here too Um, if you're in this session it's because i hope that you understand and appreciate the value that infrastructure junkies the podcast brings to our association and ultimately to our industry. This particular podcast, in my opinion, is an extension of all of the amazing benefits that IRWA offers us, but it's done in a really unique and fun way. It connects us to a community of our peers, helps transfer knowledge, and helps us to ask better questions of ourselves as professionals. And if you've ever listened to any of their episodes, it's all that and then so, okay? So I am excited to welcome you to the third annual live recording interview of the incoming IRWA president, Fred Easton. Can I get a round of applause for Fred? Can I get a round of applause? Okay. All right. This is... Thanks. Thanks. Come on in. This is episode 69, and we will be releasing this episode on June 28th. So mark your calendars, get out your blackberries, your iPhones, whatever you got, your Palm Pilots. That dates me... I'm not as young as you think I am. <laughs> so if you're looking to stay locked in and up to date on all the latest content from infrastructure junkies, please be sure to follow them on LinkedIn and on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know we're not all iPhone users, no judgment here. This is a safe space, okay? <laughs> right. Now, without further ado, I have the great pleasure and honor of introducing to you the dynamic duo that makes all this thing here possible, the head of the Bruce Springsteen fan club, Dave Arnold, and the relocation rock star bombshell, Kristen Short-Bennett. Let's give them a round of applause. I've I've been told this is a uh, fan gift for you, Dave. It's nothing crazy. No from kidding. what I've been told.
1: I hope it's a Billy Squire CD gallery kit. Yes. Oh boy. We'll find Guys, out. Guys,
0: don't encourage him.
1: God, a lot of people here. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> so I am Dave Arnold,
2: and I'm Kristen Short Bennett, and this is Infrastructure Junkies.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Infrastructure Junkies, to your show. This is a podcast created by right away professionals for right away professionals. The Infrastructure Junkies podcast is the voice of the right-of-way industry, exploring eminent domain, right-of-way acquisition, and infrastructure development. We are live on location for the third year in a row, and we're in Denver, Colorado this time at the 69th Annual International Right-of-Way Association Educational Conference to record our 69th episode of Infrastructure Junkies. I can't believe we've laid down that many tracks
2: speaking of that we're actually on the march to twenty-five thousand downloads so this is no flash in the pan thanks to you we want to thank every one of you for your support of our show thank you for listening thank you for following us thank you for sharing it and thank you for being here
1: we also want to very much thank the international right-of-way association for making this recording possible thank you jade meter for hooking us up with the space the av guys were great If you're a listener to this and you're not a member of the International Right-of-Way Association, you should look into it. You're missing out.
2: Thank you also to Tierra McRae, rock star, for introducing us today. We appreciate you. And today we are interviewing incoming president of the IRWA, Mr. Fred Easton.
1: That's right. And he's muted right now because we don't, Fred's kind of a wild card. We don't know what he's going to jump in and say, but should we, you remember when we interviewed Jake Farrell two years ago, was anybody here for that? Yeah. yeah Jake's here in the front row and he's like, okay, so should we go hard on Fred or should we give him a bunch of
2: softballs? What do y'all think? Is anybody voting for softballs? No, don't, no that doesn't count. All right, Fred. Sorry. We're going to have to go hard on you.
1: All right. Welcome to the show, Fred Easton. You nervous? Eh. All right.
3: First off, is this really the 69th episode?
1: Yeah. 69th episode. And at the
3: 69th International Conference. Yes, correct. And, and you know which president I'll be. No. The 69th.
2: No way. You're lying. Is that for real?
3: Yeah, and you know what chapter we're in. Oh. Chapter six from region nine. Oh what my is God. Happening?
2: This is like some Taylor Swift numberology or something. This is crazy. This is great.
3: This is crazy. And
1: okay.
2: Hang on.
3: And oh, do you know more. what anniversary it is of that chapter?
2: The, the 71st.
3: The 69th.
4: What?
2: Wow. All right. Cool. I had no idea about any of this. Are you ready for all of this? No. Are you ready for your interview? Hey, sure. I see a lovely young lady by the name of Heather Easton walking down the aisle. What does she have?
3: My savior has brought me energy. A pedialyte.
2: Some, do you need <laughs> All right, Fred, we're going to get right to it. Are you ready? Let's start big. Why are you the right person to lead the IRWA for this next year?
3: Why am I the right person? Well, first off, I only said I would do this if I could have a guest.
2: Oh, God. Who's your guest, Fred?
3: Having watched the last two podcasts.
2: Uh-huh. Do you bring a bodyguard or something?
3: I have retained counsel. <laughs>
1: oh, Jesus. He brought oh, a landowner boy. attorney to the podcast.
2: What's happening? Is this Clint Schumacher's podcast?
5: Authority
1: attorney. T- okay. He brought a landowner attorney. All right. All right, So Fred. is there
2: like a signal or something if we've crossed the line with your client?
1: I'll, I will just loudly not to answer or
2: ask for clarification okay okay (laughs) fair (laughs) all right back to your question you're not getting out of that one why are you the right person to read to lead the irwa for the next year
3: that's a tough one uh you know part of it is how i've got here it was really important to me to go through everything i could to get here all the steps every position in the chapter every position through the region. And when I got here, that I would have very few questions about what I was doing, how to do it, and that I would have the experience I needed to lead the association. That was what I wanted to do for myself. And I felt if I could do that, and that every time I went through all of those steps, that I felt I had done a good job, then I could do the next step. And the next step and the next step and each step we've gotten there and i'm ready to do the last step
2: so it's your cumulative experience that you every time you got a little better and a little more ready for the next step and now you're ready for this one
1: correct so fred the next step and the last step as jake learned as judy learned and many of your predecessors learned is actually stepping under the microscope so my question to you is Do you have the ability as president of the International Right of Way Association to accept advice, criticism? And Fred, do you have a thick enough skin to endure living under a microscope
3: for the next year? I mean, what do you mean the next year? What about the last few years? (laughs) Well, if you thought that was bad, tell him, Judy. No, I got it. And uh, no, I yeah, I do. I do. And you know this, Dave, I've got an ally in my court She kind of keeps me grounded. She keeps my skin thick, and when it gets a little thin, she goes, hey, calm down, focus on what's important, get back to it. You're good.
2: Hey, Fred, from what I understand, being on the IEC is quite an enormous time commitment. Why do you want to do this?
1: Or do you want to do it?
2: (laughs) He's like, well, actually. (laughs) You can
1: still change your mind. It's not Wednesday yet. (laughs) Oh, no. Another oh, vacancy. We're, oh, God. I thought we were done with that last year. Yeah, James too beat soon, me too to it. we got to change the bylaws again. Um,
4: <laughs>
3: well, I want to do it because it, it's what's right for the association. We've got to keep moving forward. We've got to keep on track. The succession planning, uh, we talked about it a lot at our IAC meeting on Friday. I know a lot of people in the room aren't Quite aware who's on committees who's not but you'll see a lot of the committees didn't change or when they changed the secretaries moved up there was a lot of work done to keep the same people to try to build on the knowledge base that was there on the committees to not just suddenly randomly throw a person into the committees that wasn't there before it's very important that we continue that path forward
1: this is one of my favorite topics to discuss with anybody whether It's a landowner attorney like I have sitting here in the front row or people among our industry. We, like it or not, Fred, we're part of kind of a controversial industry. People tend to like the benefits that infrastructure and infrastructure development brings, but they don't always embrace the right-of-way industry, which is what we do. So my question to you is, and I ask everybody this, do we wear the white hat or the black hat?
3: We wear the gray hat.
2: Ooh, oh, I there's wasn't expecting an that. I wasn't Go that. on, Fred.
3: Well, we represent the public interest, and that can be good, that can be bad. We improve people's lives. That is our purpose. That is what we do. Sometimes that means that we have to harm one person to benefit the whole. And society, that happens. You can't necessarily call yourself the white hat when you do that because you have to make a hard choice and that happens. Sometimes you have to do those hard choices. That's a brave answer.
2: That's a good answer. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Hey, it. Fred, so we've got this book up on the screen, the habit of turning the world upside down. Do you, you have that book, don't you? Yes, I do. So this book is by Howard Mansfield. Uh, we love this book. Audience, how many of you have read this book or own this book? Am
1: taking a look at it? We've got a oh, bunch of hands A Bunch up. of hands. All right.
2: So we loved it. In fact, it changed, Dave and I talked about it, it changed our lives and the way that we approach our careers. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. In fact, we did two really good episodes with Mr. Mansfield. One was called The Habit of Turning the World Upside Down, and one was called My Roots Are Deeper Than Your Pockets. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. But Fred, we're very excited because Howard Mansfield... I recorded a very special message just for you. So let's check it out.
5: Hello, right of way experts, and congratulations to incoming President Fred Easton. I'm a writer who has reported on people who suddenly find themselves in the way of big pipeline, power line, and highway projects. These projects seek to benefit the public, they proceed through complex legal channels. But what often gets lost is that people have deep personal connections to the land they call home. These connections are extremely powerful and sacred. One dairy farmer I interviewed said it best. He was facing a huge power line crossing his land. He turned down bigger and bigger offers until he refused $4 million, saying, my roots are deeper than your pockets. This deep love of home makes your job a tough one. We can always build more highways, we can always build more houses, but we can't build more land. The choices of what we'll build and where, of what is saved and what is used, only gets harder from here. I wish you the wisdom to guide us all in building a country that is productive and beautiful. Good luck.
2: Let's give it up for Mr. Howard Mansfield.
1: So, Fred, uh, we we got Howard to record that before we knew the answer to the your previous question. Your your answer seems right in line with what Howard recorded as a message to you. What's your take on it? He did a good job. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I got nothing to add.
1: Felt pretty great to me.
2: Yeah, pretty great. And I think that was the point of that book. Is it's we're not we're not the bad guys. We're not the good guys. They're not the bad guys. They're not the good guys. In the, in the interest of infrastructure development and progress, we all we maybe we're all in gray hats. I like that yeah. answer.
3: And it's like you always say, you know, when you're doing reload, you're not there to make them whole, unfortunately.
2: I wish we were.
3: You're not coming in to wave a magic wand and fix all their problems. You are gonna do everything they can.
2: Yeah. And
3: and that's what it is. We're going to, we're going to work through the process. And, but ultimately we're going to focus on the greater good.
2: That's right. I like that. Well, Fred, let's talk a little bit about your upcoming term. Just kind of broadly, what do you envision for the next year? By the way, I have some uh, office space memes for you throughout because I know you're an office space fan like we are. Um,
1: So, Fred, what is it that you do here?
2: The Bobs want to know.
3: What do I envision? You know, much of the same. We do a lot of things really good, and we need to keep doing those things really good. We improve upon them, little bits here and there, right? We want to keep growing our membership we definitely see we have some leadership issues that we need to work on covid was a tough button for us right reset button that some of the chapters have struggled to backfill their membership with active engaged leaders we need to figure out how we're going to engage them we're going to get them back on track we see some signs of where we've had some really good gains there we need to look at what worked for people we have to look at examples like Lauren Fritz in San Diego and some of the things she's doing there, and just a powerhouse leader like that. And go, okay, what's worked for you? What did you do? How do we build on that? How do we take that to the next chapter and use that and go forward? Just picking on someone who's amazing. And then I think Long Beach is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Next year's conference. That's going to
2: be a good one. Yeah.
3: Yep. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of prep going into that, making sure we get it right. I think we did that again this year. It's something we do every year. I think it was great. I think we build on this. We look at the lessons learned every time, what worked, what didn't work. And uh, IPEC, our education committee, is on great track. And so we continue to build on those successes. We continue to improve our instructor core, which they're awesome and We've been improving the quality of our instructors for quite some time. That was something I worked on with the Ideas Task Force. And where it's gone from there is just phenomenal. And it's a lot of continue what we're doing and watch out for the gotchas, right? Because I do have things I'm a little scared of, like the SRWA pathway change. And What? Well... <laughs> Yeah, I know what? this is a, a tough one for you. That's
2: a little, that's a, you hurt my feelings.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, we went from a certification that could be acquired in 48 hours of education to 88. And so we do need to stop and very quickly look and say, okay, how does that affect our business? And make sure we don't wait too long before we see how that affects our business and did it affect our business. Right. That's just a simple business practice.
2: Well, absolutely, when there's a big change, it's your job to not just make the big change and go, everything's fine, but to continue to assess, and that's something we have to constantly do in this association, right? Yes. Let me ask you this. Do you have any, or there's lessons that you've learned along the way as you've worked your way up through the IEC? Do you have any specific examples or lessons that you've learned generally?
3: Stop volunteering. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay, well.
3: I'll probably never stop volunteering. That is a joke. Yeah, lessons that I've learned. There's a lot. It's hard to pin any specifics. It, it builds on the same lesson I, I've learned. When you're a surveyor, you're working usually one or two people, especially nowadays, they work solely out in the field. And it's kind of sad. GPS has changed how surveyors evolved and do their work. I grew up working usually in twos or threes. So you work together. But in the Navy, we worked in large groups and we learned to rely on each other as a team. And that experience has always helped me. Mm -hmm. And I think IRWA built on that a lot because you always have a committee, you always have people, you always look, where's the strengths, where's the weaknesses, who's the person that's going to be able to take this and run with it and get it done. We had a great example talking about that. I won't go into specifics on IC where we said this committee, the people that are volunteering, the who are going to be the good people, what strengths, and you look at the teams you build there. And you've got to remember you're not alone. You've got great teams around you and people that'll pick up that torch and get things done.
2: Fred, do you think that there is anything that you can pinpoint that you know for sure you're better at today? Than you were the day you ran for IEC?
3: Better at today than I was the day I ran for IEC. Or were you just perfect then, too? (laughs) Oh. No softballs. Oh, man.
2: We're just getting started, folks.
3: I'm definitely better now at not drinking too much (laughs) at conference (laughs) because I know that I've got to do more tomorrow. That... Is a great answer.
2: That's a really, really good answer. And I,
3: can, I agree with you
1: from firsthand experience <laughs> that you got to dial it back when you have that much responsibility that, that you have. So, Fred, wow. I have had truly, I've had a great honor to serve as general counsel under three different international presidents so far. And each of them had a theme of sorts of their presidency that I can look back on. And I felt, the first one was with Sharon Sloan White, and I felt like the theme there was just COVID chaos. It put so much stress on Sharon just to hold everything together. There were no in-person meetings. There was not an in-person conference. Sharon couldn't even come to conference the year after COVID because she couldn't get out of Canada. And she missed out on a lot, but her job was to hold it all together. Jake's theme was an agenda. Jake had things he wanted to get done, and he got a lot done. And I feel like that was kind of the theme of his presidency, looking back on it. Judy Jones. If you know Judy Jones, you know her theme was policies and principles. Policies and principles all the way through. Judy has what she believes in, and she will fight tooth and nail to the end for what she believes in. She's a very principled president. So when we look back on your presidency in a year, what is your one to two word theme going to be?
3: Can it be three?
1: Sure.
2: Yeah.
3: So I had a CAD tech that did woodworking, and one day I came into my office, and the Nike logo, and just do it, was suddenly hanging above my office. And that was kind of my theme, was just do it. Like, I get sick of people walking in wanting to discuss how to do it, what to do, when to do, what to do. Like, just do it. Sounds no. familiar.
2: Sounds shoe dog. It sounds not a shoe dog reference? Yeah. If y'all haven't read Phil Shoe Knight. Dog, it's a really good book about Phil Knight. So I know typically when you are the incoming president, you're going to be featured on the cover of the magazine and then we're going to see your catchphrase a lot. There's, you know, the consummate collaborator or membership growth. I mean, there's everybody has kind of their little catchphrase. Is yours going to be just do it or do you have an official tagline?
3: No spoilers.
2: Oh, it's a secret?
3: Duh.
2: Oh, No. Boo! Did we hear booing? So, you don't want to? Ex- yeah. How about an exclusive reveal right No here exclusive on the show?
1: stuff here, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Huh? No. Nope. Nope. He's being advised by his attorney to keep his mouth shut on that one. Fine. I was, I was Oh, he actually, you've been advised by council to do it. All right, fine, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm probably
3: advised by staff not to. That's okay, fine. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. Tim Drennan's in here. Let's not take him off today. This episode of Infrastructure Junkies is proudly brought to you by my company, Blackbird Right-of-Way. We specialize in relocation assistant services nationwide. From one parcel to 100, let Blackbird handle your relocation challenges. You can find out more about us at our website. It's blackbirdrow.com. That's blackbirdrow.com. Well, speaking of presidents and catchphrases, we're going to play a little game we've played the last couple times we've done this called Guess the Past President. Yeah. So, Fred, we're going to give you a few clues about this past president and then you are going to get the opportunity to guess who we might be speaking of and then that past president is going to get access to this microphone over here to give you a little bit of advice are you ready
3: no i've i've been dreading this i know i'm gonna do terrible (laughs) you're gonna be
2: fine you're gonna be fine here's your first clue this past president had committees vote for their chair and vice chair when president-elect i'll give you another one if you're not ready to guess yet
3: yeah, I, I not a clue. Never heard of that.
2: All right. This past president held a Q&A session with membership instead of giving a speech during opening ceremonies. That's unique.
3: Okay, so that narrows it a bit because that would have been before my time going to conference. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: All right. You ready for another clue?
3: Or I missed that opening ceremony.
2: <laughs> Maybe that was back in the drinking too much at conference days. <laughs> all right
3: richard probably was at that conference if that there you go uh, calling you out buddy sorry
2: all right here's your next clue this past president had committees and cop's develop sessions together
3: oh cop's now you've now
2: there's a clue isn't it
3: committees and cop's
2: they developed sessions together okay he needs another clue all right next clue this past president's father placed the president's pin on them at the installation he's going to need man, all five clues man, he's going to need just, all five clues i told clues. you i'm bad at this kind last of thing last clue this past president has a frog collection all the frogs have been gifts and it takes up an entire room in her house and give you a little extra there bonus clue qu- there's not that <laughs> many of them no i i'm just like, Does anybody want to take a guess for Fred? Yeah, what do we got, Jake Farrell? Lisa Harrison! Lisa, come on up. My brain's
3: just not seeing the time frame right.
2: <laughs> That's all right. There's been a lot of past presidents. That's okay. I'm like,
3: because my brain was like, wait, communities of practice, wasn't that after Lisa's time? Like, my brain just was not getting it right.
2: All right, Lisa. Welcome to our show, Lisa. Thank you. Lisa's been on our show before. Thank you for joining I have us. indeed. Do you have any advice for the incoming president? Well, of course I have things
6: to say. Hello.
2: <laughs> shocking, shocking.
6: So the very first thing is all work and no play makes bread a dull boy. Mm-hmm. So at this stage, Jim Struble, who's at the back of the room, when I first joined the IEC, He was very, he gave me the best piece of advice. And he said, when you start on the IEC is when you have to decide what you want to accomplish over your five years. If you wait until you become president, then this ship is too big to steer at that point. And so by the time you get to be president, all of those wheels should be in motion. So my first piece of advice is, just have fun at this point, because the things that you really worked on are in place, and now it's time for those to come after you to really carry the ship forward. But I'd like to hear your response to that.
3: Absolutely right. Advice i listened to, and thanks to especially, I don't see, oh, where is, I don't see Sharon, unless she's back there somewhere, but thanks to Sharon and two other people in this room, Jake and, Judy, there are so many things. I have this huge list of things I want to accomplish. And there are so many of them checkmarked off already. Thanks to Judy. Thank you. Yes, please. Yes,
2: thanks, Judy Jones. Judy
3: Jones. Thanks to Jake. Jake Farrell. Yeah,
2: big Jake Farrell.
3: And then... I mean, the thank yous trickle down to Kristen. Thank you, Fred. Kristen who? Bennett. (laughs) What? To people like Cindy. Cindy Wilpley,
2: our newest Frank C. Balfour winner, Cindy Wilpley. Congratulations, Cindy.
3: Cindy. Krista Chambers.
2: Oh, Krista Chambers.
3: And I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. Janet Walker. Yeah. Mm. Beth Smith. Dalton Van. I mean, we could just sit here. You want me to keep going? Oh,
6: I, no, I get, I get the point. I get the point. So, there are lots of people that are doing the hard labor. I get that. So, my next piece of advice, and this is something I know very personally, and you all know this about me, and that is this is not a popularity contest. You have to do the hard things even when people don't want to hear them. Are you ready? to do the hard things even when they're not popular. If you can be authentic and do that, I know that you're gonna have the best year of your career just because it is so much fun. So the thing that I really want you to have is my best wishes, and I hope that you have a successful year.
3: Thank you, Lisa.
6: Let's give it up for Lisa Lisa Harrison. Harrison. Thank you, Lisa.
2: Some good advice. Well, listen, we kind of touched on, you brought up education a little bit. We're gonna go into education for a little while. We got some tough questions for you. Hope you're ready. All right. All right. First of all, you were at the Dallas Climb with Dave and myself back in 2016. Now, for those of you listeners who may be unfamiliar with the climb, it was a selection process slash training for people who wanted to become instructors in the IRWA. Fred, how'd you like that?
3: I actually loved it. You did? I
2: did
1: well. We're going to get into that then.
3: <laughs>
2: if I say the words, I can't even say it. I if I say the words "kombu challenge," do you have a reaction?
3: <sighs> you just gave me like all kinds of anxiety, and like <laughs> you saw what the conference before ours was, right? And they've been studying like magic mushrooms and how they help with PTSD. I may need some of those to help me get over the kombu challenge, but.
2: Yeah, for those that don't know, the uh, psychedelic medical, psychedelic microdosing convention just wrapped up before we got here. When we arrived, there was some good people watching.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. it's good stuff. Good stuff.
2: It wasn't hard to like walk up to the bar and recognize which people were IRWA and which were with the psychedelic. Psychedelic
1: ones were all stoned.
2: But
3: it was really hard to, at the convention center, to tell the difference between the transients and the convention goers.
2: (laughs) Fair, fair. Okay, so Kumbu challenge causes anxiety. Audience, does anybody have a reaction to Kumbu challenges that give you the does shivers? Remember
3: it?
1: Anybody else do that? Yeah, Christina Thorson. Yeah, it's not called the climb anymore. But if you wanted to teach at the IRWA, you had to complete this, and it was kind of a mystery. Was it training, or was it a selection process? We didn't know. And we all showed up, and they had four different colors of T-shirt, and of course, I got stuck with yellow because
3: I look terrible in yellow T-shirts. And Fred was there. You've got to learn to let things go. I think I've heard that about twenty, thirty 30 times. He mentions it a lot. PTSD. Everybody knows the, you
2: had a yellow shirt from at the climb. the
3: climb, yes. So, <laughs> Fred, w- what did you think about
1: our system, by ours I mean the IRWA, the educational system, and the way it was organized back then, when you and Kristen and I were taking that training slash selection process known as the climb?
3: some things were good some things were bad I, I really enjoyed the climb the people that were there the interactivity the groups we had the friends i met i mean scott and i met each other there Julie so McConnell. you're talking about
1: scott davis yeah your yep. landowner counsel sitting in the front row I,
3: I do have to correct you he is not a <laughs> landowner
1: <laughs> scott here you want to say something for yourself uh-oh, uh-oh. give a lawyer a microphone we're going to be here all day uh, for the record, I still only represent condemning authorities, uh, utility <laughs> companies, pipeline companies, mostly in the oil and gas sector. So. And Fred
2: Easton.
4: And Fred. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's why I have a volunteer. <laughs>
2: attack. This is pro bono work, <laughs> right keeper, here? Is that what happened. The happening? keeper of
4: the Fred. <laughs> the no, no, keeper I got of you the Fred. Scott, I got you, buddy. No, no, a dollar. Is that your it's retainer? Like, call right. Put it in my pocket. I'm not touching it. That's dirty. <laughs>
2: All right, Fred. So, listen. We've talked a little bit about the climb, about that uh, ideas task force. Let's dig into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, what the heck was it? Yeah. In I mean, nobody, terms. nobody listening to this is liable to know what we were talking about. Apparently, there was a feeling that something was broken in IRWA education. Whether you want to say it out loud or not, that's the way I interpreted it. And there was a task force which was convened by either the International Executive Committee or International Governing Council called the Ideas Task Force. So, Kristen, go ahead and finish stealing my question.
2: Okay, so in layman terms, what was the Ideas Task Force, and how did you come to be a part of it?
3: The Ideas Task Force was created by the International Governing Council in Long Beach. Jeff Jones was president at the time. Um, We had a lot of issues that were coming out of the creation of the climb. The climb instructors, we had a lot of existing instructors who had chosen not to renew their instructor qualifications and not go to the climb. There were just several questions that needed asked, and I think we went around that room that day and Every chair had a different question to ask. Every executive officer had a different question to ask. I think, I think we didn't know what questions we needed asked first. We just knew we had questions. So I was tasked with building a task force to first figure out what questions we had to ask. Then answer those questions. So okay. we spent months figuring out what were the right questions. Then determining what were the answers to those questions
1: and here dear listeners is where the podcast starts to get interesting
3: go ahead Kristen.
2: all right what were the specific issues first of all
3: my gosh i need to pull that you're talking years ago no, we're not no, pulling we're the not. report
1: out, Fred. It was like 80 pages. <laughs> we're not pulling the report out.
3: Primarily, it was issues of, was the climb beneficial? Did it improve instructor quality? There were issues of our new course materials. There were issues to do with our how we approached as a committee. There were issues with the pipe committee, how it functioned. As oh, a there committee. were
1: issues with the pipe oh, there committee. Was pi-
2: oh, there were issues with the pipe committee. Who was on the pipe committee at that time?
3: Do, do you remember who was
2: Anybody on that remember? committee, Fred? Fred, Fred, Fred,
3: that was led by Tammy Benson.
2: And the members of that pipe committee, anybody?
3: Anybody? Carol Brooks. Nope. No. No. No.
2: There were two members at the time.
3: When we were formed, you were not on it. You came okay. on it later.
2: We came on it when the reports came out, right? And as y'all were finishing...
3: When uh, the reports came out, yep.
2: Well, and, but, and while the... In, in, I don't know if I would call it an investigation.
3: The investigation, right. <laughs> well, made us feel...
2: Were going on. So here's, here's the deal. The only two members at some points during the Ideas Task Force, besides the chair, were Dave Arnold and myself, Kristen Bennett. So here's something that's interesting to me. I know that the Ideas Task Force spent a lot of time talking to region leaders and chapter leaders and to other people dave and i to our recollection never got a phone call from you or anybody on the ideas task force and we were the only members of the active education committee why were we not part of that process
3: told you it was going to be no softballs do you want to know why
2: Uh, yeah what
1: what do elaborate your counsel needs to keep an itchy trigger finger here
3: (laughs) in my yeah the question is what am i allowed to say about a past employee of the irwa i don't know
1: nothing confidential of course
3: he told me blatantly just i was not allowed to discuss to question to interview to have any interactivity with the two of you or you
2: know That was something that i thought what the ideas task force was doing was very valuable i thought it was important i appreciated that what y'all were doing that always bothered me that the two people on the committee which was they were trying to fix when with their quotes fix were not ever asked a single question by the ideas task
1: force and we were brand new to the committee yeah so we're serving in a voluntary capacity And we're being told that your committee, Dave and Kristen, is broken, even though we had no hand in breaking it, and nobody's consulting with us. So we just kind of flapped in the wind. And Fred, who knew? Who knew we'd be here today?
3: But if you actually look at the report, it actually does not say anywhere in there that the pipe committee was broken. So yeah, Fred, the meme behind you about this ideas task force.
1: So did you have any background in education that you felt made your experience valuable to that task force? And I think you were the chair that largely put together the report. Yes. So what background in education did you bring to it? It was a very, very good report, by the way. Nobody asked my opinion. No one asked my opinion, but I did read it.
2: It was a great report.
1: So Uh, what made you qualified to put that together? You have to have had some sort of training or you had to have had some insight or you had to have had some sort of
3: background. I've done a lot of reports, a lot of in-depth studies and delivery of reports for my work Mm -hmm. in different ways, not necessarily to do with education, but on top of that, in terms of education, I was an adjunct professor for Valencia community college for their surveying program, Mm. which at my previous employment, at Landtech. The professor in charge of the geomatics program was my boss, and he needed help with certain parts, and he would have me come in and teach certain parts of the program.
2: Interesting. Well, I have to say, we're going a little hard on you on all that, but I will say the Ideas Task Force was a great report, and Dave and I were on the Pipe Committee as we worked with Amir and other members from headquarters, and I think at the time it might have been Marianne Ann Mar, to develop what is now the IPEC. I remember sitting around a breakfast table with Amir and Dave and us figuring out that we were going to call it the IPEC, and we're like, is it going to be weird if everybody said IPEC, I-P-E-C, how are they going to say it? Anyway, a lot of what we took to develop the structure of the IPEC came from that Ideas Task Force. Uh, There was some great stuff in that. So thanks for your work on that. And I was very interested to hear a little bit more about the background on that. So let me ask you this, switching gears a tiny bit, was your involvement in the Ideas Task Force part of the inspiration for your run to be on the IEC?
3: I'm waiting for my attorney to tell me not to answer that one, no. (laughs) Um, Uh Uh-oh.
2: Don't answer. (laughs)
3: Oh boy. (laughs) inspiration might not be the right word but definitely how the report was received mm-hmm. is why i ran for the IEC.
2: how it was received what do you mean
3: basically it was thanks for the report trash can
2: is that really how you felt that that was received yeah really dave
1: i had quite a different reaction i received the report and i remember us carrying around a hard copy, the members of the pipe carrying around, and we would consult it as we were adopting new policies. Mm -hmm. And we didn't write a single new policy without adopting that ideas task force. I do remember, Fred, there was an IGC meeting, I think in Portland, Oregon, where there was a motion before that body to adopt and incorporate the ideas task force conclusions or the report, and that that failed. Is that what you're talking about? Is that why you felt like it, it went into the trash can?
3: That and, and conversations before and after that meeting.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I can assure you that it didn't go into the trash can, and it was taken very seriously by the members of the committee. So, it sure was. You did a great job. You did a great job. Okay, Fred, you ran for the IEC during a COVID virtual conference, and you had an opponent. I don't know the numbers of the results of that election, but it was close enough that I, as in my very first day as general counsel, was posed questions about what constitutes a majority. Do you know how close that election was?
3: I wrote it down somewhere, but I don't remember off top of my head. I think I only achieved a majority by one or two votes. That's amazing. That's truly amazing, and given the number of board of directors that vote.
2: Who was your opponent that year?
1: Denise Skinner.
2: Denise Skinner, who now sits on the IEC with you, and you guys get to be partners at that level. That kind of worked out, didn't it? Yeah,
1: that did. That did. And I will tell you, it's a pleasure working with both of you. I'm so pleased that both of you were ultimately elected, and the association is better for it. Fred, what is your biggest fear over the next coming year? I mean, I guess you could say caves or bats or venomous snakes, but if it were associated with the IRWA haven't thought about that mm. it sounds like he doesn't have any fears
2: mm. i was like afraid the microphone wouldn't turn on how do you have no fears he's like I'm just gonna do it
3: just do it just do it yeah i mean i guess i don't look too fierce i don't know
2: yeah you're not Letting that guide your life on a day to day basis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's good. All right. Well, I I have a very, extremely important, substantive question for you, and it is this You've got a big photo shoot coming up. As we talked about, you're going to be on the cover of the magazine, as all of the incoming presidents are. What are you going to (laughs) wear?
3: I am going to wear shoes.
2: Oh wait, that you that's it You want to know the whole or, thing? Yeah, this is oh. going to
1: be the sh- shortest photo
3: shoot ever.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> and
3: maybe the last. Well, I'm going to wear a suit. I mean, a suit that is the most boring thing for a guy to answer, isn't it?
2: No. But,
3: yeah. I'm Did you consult Heather? Oh, she was there, and okay. Richard was there.
2: Oh, you had a, a team, a stylist I had a team. team,
3: and Christine. I don't know. If, well, Christine's not here right now, but Richard's wife, Christine, was there. Uh, we had a team.
2: Are you photogenic? I don't know. Of course you are fred they're gonna make you look good on the magazine i'm sure of that
1: well fred we've kind of jokingly referred to you as king fred the coronation of a new king to promote this do you have a crown to wear at your photo shoot no you mean not yet
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you like office space right
1: i do Oh, look, another Office Space another meme. Another
2: Office Space meme. Okay, so yeah, Fred,
1: well, at least your name isn't Michael Bolton. Do
2: you do y'all like Office Space, you guys? Have Any, you seen it? Anybody seen it it's before? It's so good. Dave and I rewatched it for the first time in many years the other day. I was cry laughing. It's so stinking good. And this guy's my favorite character. His name is Michael Bolton in the movie. And he is played by does anybody know who plays him? It's a guy who went on to do like Futurama and a bunch of And he was in idiocracy. Scenes. He's an idiocracy. His yeah. name is David Sherman, and he doesn't look like that anymore, but he does have a very special message for Fred. Please hold. Fred,
4: Fred, Fred, it's Michael Bolton from Office Space, a.k.a. David Herman, that multi-talented ass clown. Fred, I wanted to congratulate you on your presidency. Congratulations, Fred, and from one infrastructure junkie to another, one Dungeons and Dragons geek to another. Here's what I want you to do to celebrate your presidency, Fred. I want you to get decked out in 35 pieces of flair. Head down to your local (laughs) tchotchkes for some curbside pickup. Take the highway to get there. Huh? Huh? And uh, when you get the chance, now that you're president, Fred... Find out what the FPC load letter means, because you, Fred, you have got your pistol point cocked. Radling shots nonstop until, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Fred. And, uh, Fred, now that you're, uh, president, we're going to be putting cover sheets on the TPS reports, so if you could get on that as well, mm, that'd be great. Mm, yeah. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Eh, eh. It's got electrolytes, Fred.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's give it up for David Herman.
1: Clearly, he's got a lot of time on his hands.
2: He's got a lot of time on his hands. Anyway, watch Office Space if you haven't seen it lately. It's so good. Well, I don't know that there's much left to cover. You got anything else? Well,
1: Fred doesn't have a crown for his photo shoot.
2: Should Should we have a little coronation?
1: I think we should. Who wants a coronation for King Fred?
2: Look, Fred. We're you. fancy. All right, <laughs> hold on.
1: King Charles has nothing on you. Nothing on you, buddy.
2: Oh. <laughs> King Fred, may I crown you? Sir? Sure. <laughs> Over your headphones? Yeah. I don't know if that's oh gonna work. Oh my
3: Hey, now Jake got a real crown. I get a jester's crown.
2: But yours is <laughs> yours is monogrammed. You're the first president to get anything personally wow. monogrammed. We thought you'd like it. Well, Fred, I have to say thank you so much for being such a good sport. I hope we're still friends after this. Oh, he's glaring at me. Oh boy. Oh, maybe boy. not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Is Dave still going to be serving as general counsel? Probably not. I don't know. You're oh, fired. Uh, how
3: much time you got on your hands, Scott? <laughs> oh boy.
2: Oh boy.
3: Thanks for doing this. Thanks that you sport right-of-way in the infrastructure industry with your podcast it's always entertaining i appreciate you thanks heather my lovely wife made it down i know she's not feeling well
2: we love heather well fred thank you for joining us we wish you nothing but the best of luck this next year thank you for all that you're doing and infrastructure junkies thank you for joining us all right (laughs) thank you uh by the way Thank you so much for the crowd participation that makes it so much more fun. Do y'all think we should see what's in this box over here? I'm a little scared. Why did he get a present and I didn't? Because I'm me. I'm going to bet I'm not going to be sad. Oh, boy. It's from Amazon. Everything's from Amazon.
1: I don't even know who this is from, by the way.
2: (laughs) Is anybody claiming to be the uh, giver of this gift?
1: It's not ticking.
2: It's not ticking. This is great. Is it hissing? Is it rattlesnake?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Bacon spam. What? And some other potted meat.
2: Oh, you got generic spam.
1: The unmeat. Who is this from?
2: Who brought the spam? Oh, there's a card.
1: Oh, a card. Dave, never stop being the genuine guy you are. You're the real deal from a fan. Well, whoever the fan is, thank you very much
2: me. Excuse me. This is my show. You won the Balfour last year. No,
1: you won the Balfour. right, guys thank you all (laughs) so much. Um, Enjoy the conference and we'll see you at the next gig.
2: Thanks for coming guys. We love y'all.